it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. My name is C.T. McManus, and for the next hour, it is my job to get your mind off the craziness of the world out there and refocus in on some good old-fashioned rock and roll. I want to thank each and every one of the listeners that are with us tonight. we got a great show for you. we got Leanne McNamee from Soul Shine Entertainment. She's going to be with us, guys. She's been a mover and shaker even during these COVID times, trying to keep live music going. It's been a challenge, to say the least. Guys, I also want to wish you a happy third night of Hanukkah for all my Jewish friends that are celebrating right now. Happy third night of Hanukkah. Also, um, touch base a little bit. Last week, if you guys missed the show, we announced our Rock and Roll Union Artist of the Year, that being the amazing band Black Leg Minor. Guys, they just put out new material. I'll be getting that in on the show shortly. Uh, you guys, man, really great music. One of 
say a big shout out to CJ and Skins and all those boys over there at Black Leg Minor Man. And also, if you missed it, we also announced our house band of it, our permanent house band, that being the awesome Shades of Grey. Guys, also, we uh, we announced it on the Rock and Roll Union Facebook page. This is the first time announcing it on the podcast. The winner of our Magical Christmas Toy Drive and the winner of 20 shirts from Phoenix, Phoenix Custom Printing and the uh, upcoming Rock and Roll Union podcast all to themselves boys from as we become ghosts guys really excited to see that show coming up we'll announce that as the date gets closer uh we have a lot of good stuff closing out the year tonight wanted to say my condolences this past week um i didn't know when i when i played cyanide saints last week i did not know that the guitar player, who's also been a friend of the union, a friend of every local music artist out there, um, Pete Lacaterra sadly passed away last week, guys. My heart and my condolences and my prayers and all that from Rock and Roll Union go out to the family, the friends, and the fans of Peter Lacaterra, man. Great guy. He was one of the very first people that the rock and roll union contacted with, uh, as we got moving, as we got going, I was, uh, as many people know, any long-term listener to the show knows that it was Mach 22 that kind of inspired me to get the rock and roll union podcast up and moving. And as I went out to support Damian Monte Carlo, who was the drummer for Mach 22, is also the drummer for Lady Diesel. That's when I found out that Peter Lacatora was the drummer for Lady Diesel. Uh, I mean, the guitar player for Lady Diesel. And just an awesome gentleman all around. Guys, with my, like I said, all my prayers, all my heart, go out to the family, the friends. And here's a little track that uh, that hasn't been shown around too much. And uh, it features Phil and... Pete, and uh, it's just a great song, guys, and it's right in time for the holiday season. So as we remember Pete, and we'll be doing a big memorial podcast for him January 2nd, uh, here is Oh No, It's Christmas. What's up, bud? Hey, man, it's Christmas time and shit. Indeed it is. I like doing something a little Christmassy today. Something bluesy, something swaggery, something rock and rolly. What do you think? I'm kind of curious where you're going with this. What do you got? Well, I got a place I'm going. I can show it to you. It goes kind of like this. All right.
journey with a big pile of cash. God damn, I got a list here a mile long. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. 
Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOT Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. As you know, I am a big stickler for live local music, guys. And our guest this evening, uh, she's... Fresh out the gate, man. She's only been with it for a little while, but some of the shows she has put on have been amazing. Guys, I want to welcome to the show the the creator of Soul Shine. This is Leanne McNamee. Leanne, you with us? Hello. Yes, I hey. am. Thank you. How are you? I am phenomenal. So How about yourself? I, I, Good man, good. Welcome, uh, happy holidays, and welcome to the show. Um, you and I kind of, you know, you weren't in it very, very long before you and I kind of connected on an eye-to-eye basis. And uh, about how long have you been doing Soul Shine now? Um, I created Soul Shine right before Christmas last year. Um, okay. And trying to get my feet wet, learning a lot. Um, Christy Thompson from Clockwork Productions, one of my dearest friends, uh, she's kind of my mentor because she's been doing this for a while. And gotcha. uh, Danny Trainer from Rambone and uh, Stepping Stones and Mersey. Um, he introduced me to a lot of people to make connections as well as Phil Wax, the drummer for As We Become Ghosts. So gotcha. being able to make those connections, because I believe it's all about the connection, um, I was able to put on a tremendous show of all live original music, um, which is my heart and soul is the original. I believe that everybody started out as an original, right? Led Zeppelin didn't just come up with and, and become famous on, on songs that people knew already. They right. were all original. So to me, original music is the heart and soul of music. Um, I think it's the passion of the musicians that come out from the paper to the to the lyrics to the music that they put to it. Um, and I, I put on a great show at Tom and Jerry's. Uh, Narissa was gracious enough to allow us to come in on a Thursday night. We had the three bands, um, a great duo, Onyx and Honey, my dear friend Nikki DiGiorno and uh, Rob Perna Jr. from um, they they started the show off and then. As We Become Ghosts, and Whiskey Grand. And it was a tremendous nice. turnout. It let me know that people still love music. They still love originals. Um, it's not just all about the cover bands. 
that there is a following for original music. So Absolutely. that just let me dive in a little deeper. Now, I got to say, just to kind of tie things together between you and and your your influencer, Christy. Christy helped us put together uh, Rock and Roll Union's very first event, Rock for Recovery. So Clockwork Productions was kind of tied into the fabric of Rock and Roll Union from the beginning. And uh, just great people all together. And, uh, man, it, it's exciting to see that there's fresh blood and there's new attention on original music. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, one of the things that has kind of been, you know, we've had conversations off the air. We've known each other for a little while now, and we've had conversations in various circles as far as what constitutes a great rock show, a live show locally, and is it something that we can bring out-of-market bands into from various areas? What are your thoughts on that as far as bringing bands from other markets or other locations into the fold? Oh, I think it's very important. I, like I said, connections, are, to me, are the most important aspect of getting your name out there, getting the word out about who you are. I like to mix genres. I like, I like to mix originals with cover bands. Um, I, you know, I've been told in the past that's not a good idea. You know, you have cover bands and you have originals. You want to keep them together, you know, in their own realm. I don't believe in that. I believe that the cover band that has fans that follow them are going to see something new. And they're going to say, hey, wow, right. this is awesome. And they're going to say, okay, I'm going to start following them now. And vice versa. People who just listen to the original may, may check out this cover band and be like, wow, these guys are really good. I'm going to start following them. So it's about increasing that fan base. It's about increasing the um, knowledge of what the bands are bringing. Um, you know, I've been told a couple people have said to me, oh, well, that one, you know, the voice is not that great. Or they could do better on the drums. Or they could do better with this. Well, my opinion is, if you have nothing positive to say, don't say it because it takes a hell That's of a right. lot for somebody to get up on stage and do their thing. They may not have the best voice, but you know what? They got the passion, and it's all about what's inside. That's it's right. all about I what's inside. You know, and that, that's the one thing that's so refreshing with speaking with you, Leanne, was you and I see so eye-to-eye, eye, it's crazy, is I believe in putting out the best show. Like, I believe in the best show possible, regardless of where the band comes from, regardless of who they are. If you put the right show together, people will come. And as far as your idea between putting covers and originals together if you have an original band open up for a established cover band that has a decent following you're getting more attention onto the local original that maybe people wouldn't have noticed before and right i'm sh i'm sure you you've heard it as i heard it as i started out was you can't do this this hasn't been done and it's not going to work and you should just quit or you should look at it this way how ti how tired of follow the old like the old routine of doing things does it wear on you? Well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not changing. <laughs> That's so, right. I'm not I, I mean, I I like uh, stress. If that I mean that might sound a little strange. <laughs> I, I you know, I work best under stress. Um but I, I love I just love music. 
I love to be able to put people together. You, and I'm going to go back to the question you asked about before about different markets and things like that. 86 bullets. I'll, I'll put that there because you know Will Hell, yeah. Um You know Rat Rod. He just signed them under his management group. Phenomenal yep. band, Rat Rod. Um, phenomenal band, 86 bullets uh, out of Maryland. We have them coming up for a show in January. Uh, we had to postpone because of all the craziness going on right now. We did postpone. Yep. It was supposed to be next weekend. We postponed it until January. Um, but we're going to have that regional band come in, and they're going to play with, with, you know, local originals. Yeah. And there's going to be a tremendous show. So reaching out and, and going cross-market, going, you know, across state lines, you have to travel if you want to make it. You can't just be stuck in your own little realm. Now, this is my opinion, obviously. But to sit in just one little pocket of the world, if you're truly happy with that, great, go for it. To get your name out there, if you want to strive to do better things and, 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 and get more gigs and, you know, spread your music out, you got to travel some. It's Absolutely. just, you know, you've got Absolutely. to. And if you have that following, people will come. And they're going to get to learn a new venue. That's which right. Which is another connection. They're going to try their food. They're going to try their drinks. They're going to get to know the bar staff. And they're going to be like, hey, wow, this is awesome. That's right. It's all about the connection. So let me ask you another question. What, how, how important is it to you that the bar or the establishment do their share of promoting as well? I mean, I know that things go down to the promoter, but I also think that it can be partially at least equally shared from the venue as well. I've seen some venues that don't promote worth anything, and it shows in attendance numbers. How important is that to you? Um, I would say it's probably 50-50. I mean, when we did Tom and Jerry's, Narissa put it out on their page and she put it up on their, on their kiosk outside. Bar 13, I co-promote and, and we're co-hosts on the events with Mike Albuquerque of Magnetar. Yes. Um, he promotes it. The bands then also promote it. I think the more promotion you have, it doesn't really care. I don't care where it comes from. That's right. The more you have, the better off you're going to do. So I know with Bar 13, the owner there, Matt Jester, I love that place, as you know, because I, I talked yeah. to you about it before. Um, they are actually keeping music alive. And not just music, they're keeping the arts alive. They That's do right. comedy. They do karaoke. They, you know, this Friday, I wanted to mention specifically, this Friday um, is a musical theater to help the food banks in Delaware. We're doing That's a food awesome. drive. And we're going to have a show. I'm going to be in the show. I'm so excited. Um, I don't know how well I'm going to do because I'm not an actor, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to have fun with it. And it's about a better cause. And I have said this to numerous people. I believe I, I've said it to you before. My job as a human being is to help others become That's better right. versions of themselves on a daily basis. That's that right. And in I'll turn put... will enhance me and have me become a better person and a better version of myself. I'm a true believer in that. It's all about spreading that love and light. We take care of one another. We're all brothers right. and sisters. That's right. Music feeds my soul. If I didn't have music, I would probably lose my freaking mind. And, and for anyone that's been out there, provide it. For anyone that's been with the show, for with the Rock and Roll Union for a, a little while, knows how deep Bar 13 is with us as well. We've done uh, food drives there in the past. We've done 
uh, various events. I mean, you can see all that stuff on our YouTube channel. And I, I really do think that Bar 13 is an amazing venue with what they're trying to do. I mean, they do burlesque. They do, like you said, they do comedy shows. They do all kinds of stuff, and it's great. And the owner, uh, Matt Jester, he's been on the show in the past, and Mike Albuquerque are really behind promoting that. And I'm glad to see that you're working with them, and it's just <laughs> It's an awesome experience all the way around, and I'm very glad yep. to see. I mean, I got to ask one question from you, and that is, it, it's got to be hard the first year that you're in doing this, the whole COVID thing, man. That's got to be driving you nuts. Um, actually, it's not. I, I'm So I'll put this out there. I, I don't ever take any money. I probably shouldn't say that, but I don't. Um, it's not about the money for me. That's right. If it was about the money, it would then become a job. And I don't want it to be a job because I love interacting with these folks. I love to get to know their stories, especially the folks with their original music, um, to learn where that original music came from, where it came from in their heart when they wrote it. Um, I'm a huge, huge supporter of those that are willing to share their story and not afraid because everybody's got one. Everybody's been through some stuff. And for them to put that to music and put it out there for everybody to hear, that connection is so much deeper. It's phenomenal. Um, so I, I don't look at it as it's, it's not, I mean, the COVID bullshit. I mean, I don't think the, the, pen, you know, the, the virus is bullshit. But I, I think COVID and what they're doing to the music scene is bullshit. Um, yeah. Closing yeah. things down and, and you know, limiting. Um, but the bars most of them that I have been in contact with are meeting that challenge. They are making changes. They are reconfiguring their business models to allow live music to continue. So my hat's off to all of them because it is a daunting task to be able to have, you know, switch things around and bands canceling or, you know, having to cancel a band um, and then reschedule them. It's, it's, it is a daunting task, but they're meeting it. And, you know, with friends of mine, like Mike and, and Matt, being able to support me and I support them and we work together, um, those two gentlemen in particular, within 24 hours, I had a new timeline of what was going to be happening at Bar 13. That's correct. Um, right, they're very professional, very professional, and they want to keep music alive. So, you know, I want people oh. to go to their venue. The and one check thing it out. I got to give Matt and Mike. Above other venues, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mention names. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Is I believe that Bar 13 more than other venues takes the COVID regulations serious. I've seen other venues that are out there that don't watch mask use or don't watch like regulations. And I, I was at one of the one of the shows that you just put on. And I walked away from the table by accident without my mask. And Matt's like, right there, like, put your mask on. And I think that's great. I mean, I've seen other venues where people are on top of one another, and that's only going to hurt us in the long run. Yes. Well, to to be honest with the whole map, and, and, no, Bar 13 is very compliant. I think they're one of the safest venues or most compliant. I should say not safest, but, yeah, they're the safest. I agree. Um, The most compliant. Uh, venues around. I do agree with that, especially for live music. Um, with that said, my preference 
my preference would be to go to any of these local bars and have a drink with my friends and family than go to Walmart or Acme. <laughs> because yeah, I, I hear you. Yep. So, you know, um, with the closures that they're doing for these venues, I think it's a little mismatched, if you will, with the big box right. stores and, and things like that. Um, but, no, Bar 13 is, is one of the most compliant venues I have been in, and that's why I continue to go there. I'm actually headed there tonight. Um, I'll be there again Monday for karaoke. I'll probably, you know, be back again next week at some point. I have my show on December the 19th um, with Anthony Del Salvatore Jr. He's phenomenal um, soloist and jacked up. They'll be there on December the 19th. And then January 16th, we have 86 Bullets, Rat Rod, and Whiskey Grin. February 6th, I have, who's coming in there? Oh, October Black. They're another one. They're phenomenal. Yes. Oh, my God. I love them. And um, Buzzkill will be there in February. So, Man. Now, yeah, with, we're, with the Rat that. Rod show coming up, uh, were times adjusted, or is it the same start time as what was supposed to be this coming or next Saturday? So, no, times will be adjusted starting um, Monday. So, Saturday night shows, that's the only shows that I book are Saturday nights. Um, I think it makes it easier for everybody to get there and, and be there on time. And, you know, if you have to nap during the day before you come, then do it. Um, <laughs> they will, well, you know, Fridays people work. A lot of people work yeah. full-time jobs. So it's hard to You're get right. there on a Friday. People are tired, whatever. I like Saturday nights because I like to sleep in on Sunday too. So um, it's going to start at 6 p.m. So the shows now are starting um, on Saturdays at 6 p.m., and they have to be closed down by 10. So gotcha. it's a little earlier start. You know, and that's the funny thing, and I got to say, if you if anyone goes back and listens to any of the podcasts that we've done in the past, pre-COVID, we were really discussing how important it would be and how much better it would be if these shows had an earlier start time because – there was a there was a thing in the bar scene where shows were going till two o'clock in the morning, and nobody was in the bar. I think a lot of these earlier start times are a blessing in disguise. Well, they can be. I mean, I as as somebody who likes to go around and and, and has a lot of friends in the music industry, um, for me, when someone starts like last was it last Saturday. I think it was last Saturday. I saw Whiskey Grin up at Screwballs, and then I zipped over to New Jersey. And or no, I started in New Jersey. I saw um, Flying Circus, Donnie Rocket. I love him. He's, he's oh, one of yeah. my dearest friends. He's they party. Um, but I saw them first. I stayed for about an hour. Then I went to Screwballs. Saw Whiskey Grin for about an hour, and then I went down to Delaware because they were open later and the show was going later. So for my timeline, it worked. Awesome. Right. But I do get what you're saying. A lot of people, you know, they leave out early because they have to get up, this and that. Um, I go for the music, so if they're playing late, I'm going to stay late because I'm there for the music. Like, I already know that. My expectation for myself is I'm going to go listen to the music, and I'm going to be there for the duration. So as somebody somebody who's kind of done, uh, that's been in your position, and, you know, I I step back from that entirely, I'm – and I, I just got to say, because me, I'm I'm highly susceptible to the virus and everything going on. So I've been kind of home based. But for for what you're doing, is there any thought to what can be done to attract younger listeners? 
to attract younger crowds because we talked about that as well, how a lot of the people are still the same crowd mid-40s kind of like going out to see these bands. What about attracting that younger crowd? What can we do for that? Any thoughts? I think the younger crowd is already in it. I mean, you have bands like Zenora. Hell yeah. Who, they're younger, you know, 19 to 22 in that band. And, and you know, the brothers, the guitarists and bassists, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, they, and they're on MMR every Wednesday night now for the month. They, you know, they've gotten picked for that. Um, they're tremendous, a tremendous band. You have Band for a Day. I think um, the singer for Band for a Day, what is he, 15 or 14? The drummer you know, is 16, the bassist, the young woman that's the bassist, I think she's 15 or 16 as well, um, they're in it. You got us and them doing the Pink Floyd. They're all young, you know. I, I really believe that the younger crowd is there. Um, obviously in bars, some of them allow the younger folks to play. They just have to be out by a certain time. Right. Other bars are restricted. Right. You know, and, and kind of they should be, you know, it, it, you shouldn't have a nine-year-old playing guitar in a bar. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but, right, right. Um, I agree. You know, but if it's like an open mic situation where they can come and play and mom and dad are there and get them out, that's great. It's opening them up to new things, too. It's opening them up to folks who, like Donnie Rocket, who have been in the music industry for 40 years. Yep. Yep. That then can teach them something, that can offer them a piece of advice. You know, Phil Wax, I think, told somebody, when it stops being fun for you, then stop. Like, when yeah. it stops being a good thing yeah. for you, stop, which is a great piece of advice from him. So, I, I got to ask it, you, <laughs> that, there's been people that have been saying for the longest time, and I feel like they've been saying it ever since I was a kid, for people that are out there saying that rock and roll is dead, and, you know, there's no new bands that are worth anything, and... Well, what do you have to say to those people? I think they don't get out much. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they got out, they would know. <laughs> Rock and roll, country, all of it, all of the genres are alive and well. There are new people coming in to this industry that have new ideas, that have a love and a passion, that are going to do what they're going to do. Like I can't Nikki, – Nikki and Rob Perna – my aunt, the Onyx and Honey, the, the duo, um, they're phenomenal. They just keep it moving. You know, they're dropped. They're, they recorded their new album. It's coming out Christmas Day. She's got a podcast. They got, you know, they got their podcast that goes on. She works for another podcaster. They're making music. They're doing their thing. They played on the streets of Westchester during the wow. shutdown when there were no gigs. They would just go out on the corner at their apartment and just start playing. That's um, great. Another friend of mine, Anthony Gatto. He's he's a young a young gentleman. He was. He left here, went down to Nashville, came back during COVID, and has not returned there yet. But I took him into Westchester. We just played on the courthouse steps. Like, music is alive. I carry my tambourine in the car. And anybody who knows me, you can hear it. Anybody who knows me knows I have my tambourine, and I'll bring that thing out. I'm the crazy white girl with the tambourine. But I'm having so much fun with this, and I'm having – so much fun and enjoy, enjoyment out of watching others do their craft because it is a craft. That's right. You're 100% and, right. And that's why I named my company Soul Shine after the Almond Brothers song, 
soul shines. That's one of my favorite songs because if your soul doesn't shine, you can't allow others to enjoy the love and light. That's right. I, I created my group page for any musician, you know, to put their stuff out there. If they have gigs, it's just another another avenue for you to connect with somebody new and to put your things out there so people can come see you play. I, I got to say, you know, that's one of the things that I really found in the past year, past two years, is the connection that seems to be growing within the general area. And I, I think you know what I'm talking about between various individuals that have a passion on elevating this to the next level as far as, you know, when I started Rock and Roll Union, my whole intention was making rock relevant again because it feels like, you know, if you look at some of the, like, if you look at the award shows or if you look at the general population of what's supposedly popular right now, rock isn't where it should be or where it once was. And my whole idea was just to get people exposed to that. And it's amazing to me how in such a short time we've all been able to kind of connect with one another. Why do you think it's not where it was? You know, I remember growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, where you would see it prevalently uh, on uh, award shows. Look at the Grammys. The pop rock category had not one real rock band involved. And the, the, the award shows, the television programs, the movies, rock isn't as big as it once was. But I feel like, you know, I've talked to so many people on the show, and I've had bands from around the world tell me, you know, it, that's kind of like a thing that the United States is dealing with. I, I feel there's more focus on country or hip-hop than rock and roll once was. Rock and roll used to be everywhere. Now I feel like we're back to being that kind of uh, taboo type of subject. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I do have some, because I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think it's what we're hearing um, from, like, so I, I, I lived out in Indiana, and, it, you know, right across the bridge from Louisville, Kentucky, and we had huge festivals out there, rock festivals, Louder Than Life gotcha. was one, that goes on, and it goes on every year. Um, you know, Hailstorm has been there, and one of my friends is a professional photographer out there, Derek Hibben, and um, he takes a lot of, of the photos of that. There's also, um, uh, what's the name of the other festival? But there are festivals going on. There were concerts. You know, I saw Alice Cooper a couple years ago, The Who. Um, Hell yeah. I think with COVID that it, it shut down a lot of things. Um, and it's not as prevalent in that aspect because you, we can't have the big concerts. We can't have all of that. You know, I saw Kiss right before COVID happened. I think it was in February of this past year um, in Allentown. And, um, you know, with that, all these shows were stopped. Lords of Acid I was supposed to go see, um, and they canceled that show. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of places that are no longer offering because they can't. Um, you know, Sellersville, the Ardmore, the Queen, they can't right. have the shows. So in that thought process, yes, it's not as prevalent because we're not going, we're not going to those shows all the time because we cannot. Well, and let me let me ask you a question. Their, their model. As far as I mean, you you 
you you lived in a various other area than I have, but like I've seen top bands that are like huge overseas playing smaller clubs and venues here. Um, like I saw Megadeth play the BB&T Center, but they played it closed off. There was no lawn seats; it was just the inside. So you're talking maybe eight thousand people. Um, I've seen uh, Ghost play the the Fillmore, and bands like Yes are playing the Fillmore, and I, I feel like a lot of bands are playing smaller clubs and venues here than maybe other places. Um, do you think that's something that's an East Coast thing then? Um, I think it's more of a – you mean recently or, or as in the past couple of years? I'm going to say the past couple of years. Okay, yeah, because I saw Alter Bridge at, at, um, and uh, Dirty Honey at the Fillmore. Um, I think they're changing their business models maybe because they're not getting the draw. And maybe it is because folks are not listening to them as much as they had been, or right. the folks are getting older. Like you said you grew up in the late 80s, 90s. I grew up in the 70s. So, you know, my brother went to see Pink Floyd do the Animals tour. You know, my sister saw Led Zeppelin. Um, Hell yeah. Which, you know, so they turned me on to classic rock at a very early age, and it has stuck with me. And I think a lot of folks my age like that, but the, the bands, they're getting older. They're not yeah. going out on tour. You know, David Lee Roth opened for Kiss. Um, yeah. So it's, they're getting older, too. We just we have like a pocket where they're either in their 70s or they're in their 40s. And that pocket where we, where I am, there's really they're not really doing as much as they were because what I followed is now much older than what I what I am. So getting these new bands to come out, getting this new original acts to come on, you know, as we become ghosts, they're phenomenal. As you know, we love them. Rat Rock, oh, yeah. phenomenal. Eighty Six Puppets, phenomenal. Whiskey Grin, phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm so sad to hear about Pat and, and, you know, Lady Diesel, and my heart goes out to those gentlemen. Um, Phil put a beautiful post up, um, and I never met them, but he let me get to know him from that post. Right. And, you know, my heart hurts for them because losing someone you love and care about is never, ever easy. Been there, done it. Right. And, and my heart goes out to them and, you know, my sincerest condolences for that whole group, Chico, all of them. Um, because it's a hard thing to lose when you have that kind of camaraderie in a band. Right. So, but I think it's coming, it'll come back. You know, it might be a little different with today's world, the challenges that, that all these folks are being met with. Um, they're making adjustments. And sometimes forced change is not a bad thing. We just have to get through it together. That's right. And hey, you know, I, I, think, I think there's some other things that could be done as far as, you know, you look at Spotify and some of the bands that that stream on Spotify. I've talked to people personally, 4,000, 5,000 streams or they're looking at 20 bucks. It's, it's obscene the business model that's going on right now. And I'm hoping something along those lines changes very soon. Well, if you look at it like the Ardmore, you know, they had shows in there all the time. The huge facility, you know, sound system, uh, the employees that they have, the insurance that they have on the building, you know, everything in in one. It's not just, oh, it's a venue making tickets and they're making money. There's a whole right. realm behind the scenes they have to pay and deal with and, and cover. 
So for them to close, you know, all these people are out of jobs. They had to come up with something different. So doing the live streaming and charging, you know, money for those things, that's what they have to do right now. Oh, yeah. I think um, an understanding, a compassion for one another, um, willing to work with others and to help them. Um, you know, I think there's a saying out there, you, all, all the travels that you've been through and you turn around, you lift somebody up. You don't That's knock right. them back down. That's so, right. While they're making their changes and they might be charging a little bit more for what they're doing with the streaming, they're doing what they have to do. So we all have to understand, and I shouldn't say we all, I have to understand that in this business there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. There's going to be people who are negative. There's going to be people who are positive. I gravitate and, uh, towards the positive. And I'll, uh, so, Leanne, let me ask you, how do people go about finding what Soul Shine's doing as far as upcoming shows, as far as uh, anything going on in that realm, as far as like social media pages or websites or anything like that. How do people find out what you're doing? Um, Soul Shine, so I have a group page and I have just the entertainment page. The group page, of course, is you know more for the musicians to put out there what they're doing, share um, more content you know, um, for discussions and things like that. Um, it's S-O-U-L S H Y N E Entertainment, um, and because of trademarks for all my brothers, I couldn't have you know the regular Soul Shine, so I changed up the right. wording a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how they can find me. You know, if you want to text me, they can text me too. I, I'll give you my numbers out there: two six seven two zero one four eight four four. I have dates for Bar Thirteen. I work primarily with them just because I have. Um, a good vibe with that place. I absolutely am in love with Bar 13. Matt and Mike are tremendous professional gentlemen. They're willing to work with me and teach me and mentor me, which I, I am so grateful for. And, um, you know, I, I would love to get bands in there for them. My, That's my awesome. whole idea is to put money into the musicians' pockets and into the venue's pockets. I have a full-time job. I'm not in this for the money. I hear you, and I'm right there with you. And, Leanne, anything that we can do, you know this, anything that the Rock and Roll Union can do with Soul Shine, always open. Please and continue to drop anything that you guys are doing on our page, and we'll do the same vice versa. And thank you for everything that you do. Well, I appreciate it. I'm humbled and grateful that you actually have me on your show. Um, I just want to share the love and light with everybody. I want them to enjoy music as much as I do. Come out to the shows, come out to safe environments and, you know, feed their soul. Awesome. Lynn, have a great holiday. If I don't talk to you, I'm sure I probably will, but have a great holiday and uh, really looking forward to getting back out to a live event with you. Thank you, love. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. So that was Leanne from Soul Shine Entertainment, guys. I want to, uh, like I said, personally thank each and every member of the Rock and Roll Union that was able to listen to this show. Wanted to give a quick reminder that we have many, um, many benefits to being a Rock and Roll Union member, and we don't charge anything for that. Um, we have discounts with 
Sweetwater. We have discounts with Phoenix Custom Printing. Contact Phoenix Custom Printing. You get 20% off all your promotional needs, all your as far as your printing needs with T-shirts and hats and all that stuff. Guys, we are taking care of you. Next week, I'm very excited to welcome to the Rock and Roll Union family and the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Paul Black, who was an original member, Paul Mars Black, an original member of of L.A. Guns, man. He's going to be coming on, talking a little bit about the early sunset strip days. He's also doing a lot with uh, movies and all kinds of other stuff. He's he's just involved in so much behind the scenes now. We're going to talk to him. And, uh, guys, I just want to thank you all for listening. We're going to go ahead and close out with Rod, Rod, as we always do. Until next time, remember, rock and roll. Have a great week, guys. This is Rod, and you're listening to the Rock and Roll Union.